forever. Dog. Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast. Scary Scary Stories Stories to to Tell on the Pod. pod. It is a podcast about scary stories, urban legends, spooky real things you tell us about, and it's a comedy podcast about scary things. So think of it as like um, Cedric the Entertainer and Gilda Radner are on a road trip and they see a billboard for a living dead museum and they're like, sounds good to me. And they do like a sharp turn into the billboard. <laughs> into the billboard. In Right into That's the billboard. That's great. End of movie. That's great. That's perfect. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. Wow. Wow. You're so good at these movies. I, l- listen, I'm, I'm good at them in that I'm bad at them and I have no shame about that. Good. But I thank you. Um, okay. Anna, it is a Wednesday. Uh-huh. It's a Wednesday. And on Wednesdays, we do a little thing we called Urban Legisodes. Correct. And I do believe it is my turn. Oh, perfect. And I have an email that then leads us into a lightly researched topic. Okay, so uh, this email is from Alex, and the subject is really great. It is Devil's Hole. I promise this isn't ghost porn. <laughs> <laughs> Well, then skip. (laughs) Yeah. Delete. Archive. Um, Okay. Report. (laughs) Ladybird, Anna, and Andrew. That's a great order. Oh, that's nice. Firstly, I absolutely adore your show. I work in a biological research lab with a bunch of PhDs who I'm sure think I'm insane because I listen to your podcast all day while consistently fucking up my experiments because I'm laughing so hard. (laughs) Just stop doing that. I'm so sorry. You're going to create something awful. Oh, no, Alex. I really hope no one at Pfizer or Moderna listens to the pod. If they do, we're fucked. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Is that why the rollout has been so bad? Is it our podcast? That's the whole thing. We make make the people laugh or we make them angry. It's one of the both. Yeah. Oh, Ladybird, come on up. Up. Oh, she joined. She heard her name. Anyway, lick the mic. I'm sorry. (laughs) Anyway, I'm writing in because something really spooky happened to me like 15 years ago, and I've only told maybe four people in my entire life, and I'm ready to get this tale of whore off my chest. Yes. When I was a preteen, I would listen to music before falling asleep every night. The year was 2006, and I was listening to Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana on my iPod Mini. Wow. Side note: How the fuck could I fall asleep to that? Then, when now, if the dishwasher is running, I literally will be wide awake until it stops. Youth is wasted or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I started to hear what sounded like a fight coming from outside. Now, across the street was a house full of college students, maybe four or five, so it wasn't uncommon for there to be loud parties and people yelling outside here and there. My baby gay ass took my earbuds out, climbed out of bed, and went right to the window to rubberneck the shit out of that. And I saw (laughs) no one. All the lights were off in the house across the street, and there were no people outside on the whole street as far as I could see. I shrugged it off and put my earbuds back in. To this day, I really wish I hadn't. As I type this, my stomach is in knots, and I feel a cold sweat rush over my whole body. 
As oh. soon as the earbuds were back in my ears, I heard coming from the earbuds, Hey, I'm not done talking to you. Do you know anything about Devil's Hole? Oh. Oh. The voice oh. sounded oh. like a man, maybe in his 40s slash 50s. I ripped the earbuds out, sprinted to my mom's room, and slept in my parents' bed that night after I told her what happened, and she saw the fear in my eyes. My grandmother is a relatively well-known psychic medium, and she told me it's not uncommon for earthbound spirits or whatever to come through in electronics, white noise, to get our attention. Later, I looked up what Devil's Hole is. It seems like it's someplace in Death Valley with some rare fish. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I and think I, he was talking about a different devil's hole. <laughs> and I don't really care, but that was the scariest fucking thing that's ever happened to me. I'm sorry if this was long. It was not. Love the show. Thanks so much. Alex. He, him, his. Alex, this is a great story. This is amazing. Do you know about devil's hole? I do <laughs> hope it was voice cast with Andrew Farmer. <laughs> I. But, oh my God. I We've talked about this before. Of like being falling asleep and hearing a man's voice. This has happened to me when I'm very tired. Yes. And I, so I did a little bit of research. First, I, I looked to see if this phrase or anything comparable to this phrase exists on the Smells Like Teen Spirit album. Could not <laughs> find anything. Um, so that is indeed spooky, Alex. Um, but then I did some additional research into the various devil's holes, um, of which there are many. And Anna, I found some shocking results. Oh, Are you ready for this? I don't know. Am I? So, okay. This is from onlyinyourstate.com. Uh, it's an article by Leah Monroe called The Story Behind Nevada's Devil's Hole is Both Creepy and Fascinating. And so I'll be reading from parts of it. Hiding all throughout Nevada in unsuspecting places are the most, most breathtaking and alluring natural wonders. From incredible geysers to jaw-dropping mountain ranges, there's no protected area in our state that has both a creepy and fascinating story like this one. Located in the most unusual place, you can find Devil's Hole within Ash Meadows National Wildlife Refuge. That's too long a name for a refuge, I think. Sure. A geothermal pool within a limestone cavern that to this day, no one knows how deep it is. In Nye County, in the middle of the desert, finding such a deep body of water is truly out of this world. Ready to hear something mind-blowing? The small pool has been shown to show activity when earthquakes are happening across the world in places like Mexico, Japan, and Indonesia. <gasps> oh, Isn't that bizarre? What's in that hole? Well, I'll tell you one of the things that's, that's in that hole. The rarest okay. fish in the world called pupfish. Oh. <laughs> one more time? Pupfish. Pup, like a puppy? Yeah, yeah, like a little okay. pup. Um, they're incredibly rare. They're found in there. The water temperature is like 92 degrees. It's ve- they can only survive in a very uh, narrow uh, water temperature range. What? Um, so they're super rare and endangered, but not because of a larger threat. It's just like they just exist in these geyser type uh, pools. They just love those holes. So it's off. You cannot access it. But one night in 1965, a small group of friends jumped the fence surrounding Devil's Hole. Two boys that were 19 years old and 20 years old would dive into the deep pocket of water only to never return. (gasps) Quickly after the boys went missing in the pool, a rescue team attempted to search for the boys in hopes they had gotten stuck in an air pocket deep below the surface. Sadly, once the diver came back up to the surface, he had nothing but upsetting news. 
the diver would come to find a mask with a snorkel along with a couple other items belonging to the missing boys over 300 feet below the surface. After searching Devil's Hole, the two boys would never be found. (gasps) And are you ready for another disturbing thing about the Devil's Hole in Nevada, Anna? I've never been more ready for anything in my life. Um, Charles Manson was convinced that this place was the gateway to the underworld. (laughs) Oh, as any reasonable person would be. Charles Manson came and meditated in front of Charles Hole for an entire three days. It wasn't until the third. It wasn't until the third day that Manson supposedly had his epiphany, where he was convinced that the answer to all his problems could be found at the bottom of this limestone formation. Um, He never did venture into the hole. Well, he fucking should have. But that's scary to me because something about, hey, I'm not done talking to you. Do you know anything about Devil's Hole? It's a man in his 40s slash 50s, as Alex says. (gasps) And that scares me. Oh, God. That's not the only Devil's Hole. Andrew, I need for there to be zero Devil's Holes. You mean to tell me there's many? Uh, There are multiple. uh, There are are many, many, but there are only two that I feel like have... um, Scary histories. Well, thank God. Um, Okay. So this is from spookeats.com from an article called Haunted Hikes, Devil's Hole by Amanda Woomer Limpert. There are two types of people from Western New York. Those who love Devil's Hole and those who hate it. (laughs) (laughs) I believe that those are the two kinds of people out there. That's it. Red state, blue state, none of that has any meaning in Western New York. It's are you pro or against Devil Hole? Um, so, of course, Devil's Hole State Park, if there's a whole state park for Devil's Hole, is a breathtakingly beautiful park with 42 acres of trails that overlook the lower Niagara Gorge and offer access to the lower Whirlpool Rapids. But something is unnerving about the park. Some think that the bloody history of Devil's Hole is to blame Others think the land itself is cursed. It was like in the early 1800s that people began mentioning that they were hearing disembodied voices, full-bodied apparitions, and unexplained sounds. Um, Mm. In fact, more and more people and locals began to think that the area was cursed. And this was confirmed, or not confirmed, this was uh, uh, further pushed in the direction of being a spooky cursed place because... While visiting Buffalo during the Pan-American Exposition in 1901, uh, President McKinley visited Devil's Hole just hours before he was assassinated in the Temple of Music by Leon, and I will never know how to say this. I looked it up, and I've forgotten it, and I apologize. It is spelled C-Z-O-L-G-O-S-Z, which I'm going to guess is Cholgols. That's what I'm just – and I'm so sorry. Um, and he isn't the only one who met an untimely demise after daring to step foot in the devil's hole. <laughs> Don't there have been countless murders, suicides, and simple accidents along the 410 steps leading down to the gorge below. Oh. It's always much more safe to bring a buddy while you're hiking. At Devil's Hole State Park, it's no exception. You'll need a companion for one of two reasons. To offer up a bit of bravery if you cross paths with an 18th century spirit, stumble into an animal sacrifice, or if you just need someone to help you climb back up those awful stairs. And then it just follows um, some information about how to access Devil's Hole and when the optimal time is to do it, which they say is dusk. Oh, how no, many no, no. stairs? 400 something? 
410 stairs. Isn't that crazy? That is unbelievable. I, I went to a summer camp that had steps down a cliff to the beach and it was a hundred something. Mm-hmm. And even that was like really insane. This is, I, and I was doing some other research too. There, there's so much, um, this must exist elsewhere, but I feel like it's a very uh, American thing to be like, um, caves and natural wonders are haunted and bad. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You know, we just don't like them, I guess. It's a hole. It's a ghost hole. Devil's hole. Were there, growing up, Anna, were there any, like, spots that you and your family, like, did your family ever go, like, spelunking or, like, hiking to places <laughs> like this? Um, Not to that place. We would go hiking in the summer. We'd go to a ski resort in the summer and just, like, hike and be in a pool. But... We went to caverns. I guess the only time I've been in a real cave was uh, in, it was Luray Caverns, which I guess is in Virginia. And I mostly remember the gift shop because I love rocks and I love tumbled rocks and I love crystals. But like, there's just nothing more alien than those stalactites and stalagmites. I agree. The, the, like the things that hang down and drip like weird it's weird water that has weird chemicals in it that turns into rock. That's weird. Yeah, that's I think something that that so in New Hampshire growing up, there were two places that my family would go almost every summer when like someone would come visit. And um one was a place called Ruggles Mine, which was like a place you could go and look at weird rocks and then you could, they would give you a little pickaxe and you could go and like go through the mine and go through rocks and hit them with your pickaxe. What? Yes. And it's a real mine? It was at one point a real mine. It, New Hampshire is the granite state. And so um, mm. like granite mines, I think there was like, there maybe was gold found there or just sort of like weird crystal formations. Um, and that was always, you know, as a little gay kid, that was always a gag to go and be like, I'm going to look at gorgeous rocks for the better part of a day. Like, perfect. <laughs> um, and then the other one was a place called Lost River, which was like a series of boulder caverns. And that one, Anna, terrified me. Scared what, me so much. What's a boulder cavern? What's the... I think because – I'm not sure what qualifies as a boulder cavern – um, but the scariest part to me was there was a one cave called the lemon squeezer. And oh. in order to do it before you had to fit through this wooden slat, because if you couldn't fit through it, you were going to get stuck in the cave. <gasps> oh my God. How scary Getting stuck in the cave is a nightmare. I, I, that it's the scariest thing imaginable to me. Like, I don't think those boys who drowned in Devil's Hole had a good death, and I feel sorry for them. But, like, at least when you're drowning, you know the end point is, like, coming. Yes. But, like, to just be stuck at I mean, I guess they'd get, like, dynamite or something and, like, get you out. But, like, uh, you just are there and looking at people. Right. And it's like you're dying because you're too wide. Because <laughs> you're dumb fat ass. <laughs> And it's like, is your body going to eat your fat fast enough to get you through? (laughs) Yeah, that really scared me. I could never do it. Even when I was a little kid and there was plenty of space, I was like, I don't even want to take this risk. God, the lemon squeeze that you have to be like deeply straight to want to do a lemon squeeze. What is it? What's the what's going on? Why would you want that? I know. Because because is the idea to say like, it's such a weird 
I don't know. I guess people like a thrill and they like being a little bit scared, but I don't like being scared in a place where I could die alone in a cave. Sure. Of course. Um, that makes perfect sense. All that is to say, Alex, this is an excellent story. We're so happy we can provide some laughs for you. Um, and I hope that this me doing research into Devil's Hole has not conjured up um, uh, negative sprites to attach to you. No, I, I think Alex will be fine. And I think that the Devil's Holes are like thriving in quarantine. <laughs> Like they're not getting any weird visitors. The the pup fish are like doing their damn thing. Um, being wait, could you describe what a pup fish looks like? P.S. Uh, yes. Oh, let me look Here. this up right now. Hi. So pup fish. Oh, they're quite. They're little and cute. I was somehow expecting oh, yeah. them to look kind of prehistoric. They look like um, gorgeous blue goldfish. What? Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'll send you a link. Um, yeah, it says they're found in uh, extreme and isolated situations, which tag yourself. Um, I'm on the Yogi Bow, so I have to get up to look at it. Oh, they're kind of all over the place, but yeah, but in, in little. <gasps> they're gorgeous. They look like Tetra. I, don't, they... I thought they were going to look like those pale um, no-eye fish. No, that's the thing. What's Why would evolutionarily... Why would they be so gorgeous? There's no, no one's looking at you. You are in a devil hole. <laughs> oh my god! Apparently, he coined the name was coined after um, the person whose name was Carl L. Hubbs, which we love. Yes, he coined the name after he observed their playful circling and tussling, which oh. is actually the aggressive behavior of territorial males. Oh, he was like they're playing. Um, this is so funny. Yeah. Just in reading about pupfish converse, uh, conservation efforts have been costly and divisive during the legal battle over groundwater in the 1960s and seventies bumper stickers were distributed that read kill the pupfish or save the pupfish. <gasps> Some what? have argued the species should be allowed to go extinct while others have said this would be akin to bombing the Louvre to make way for a parking lot. Damn. You can't call the devil hole the Louvre. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I understand the comparison between priceless, irreplaceable works of nature with priceless, irreplaceable works of art, but ultimately it's a hole and it's got pupfish. And the, don't get me wrong, the pupfish are amazing. I can't get over the fact how much devil's hole sounds like a gay bar name and the fact that they're populated with things called pupfish is just too much for me. Oh no. It's bad. You know what a Oh god, there's a lot of pupfish at NYU. <laughs> oh my god. Um Yeah, this is Oh, but I had a uh, environmental science teacher in uh high school who made us call him Captain cuz he owned a boat oh. and um looked exactly like Gene Wilder and it's fine. But um he was anti on Long Island. There's this kind of bird called the piping plover, right? which is sort of a similar vibe to pupfish where like, well, they can only live in this one sort of area and they like to nest in the middle of the beach. So like they're really exposed and like all of these, like they're trying to conserve their habitat because it's being encroached upon by like people on beaches and whatever. 
And there's a lot of save the piping plover like clubs and things that you can go and do. And like someone in our class, I think, suggested that we all go and like do something about it. Because there was like, I guess, in the Bush's second term, there just wasn't a lot going on news wise on Long Island. So <laughs> they were posting about the piping plover a lot. And he was like, no, I don't think we should do that. I think the piping plover should go extinct because they have no natural defenses. Wow. And uh, they they build their nests in the middle of the beach and their eggs get trampled. That should happen. It's the middle of the beach. <laughs> like open, like between the ocean and the dunes. <laughs> I guess it is sort of like, I guess it sort of is like, why... It's like, I'm so hungry. I never have any food. All my food is constantly going bad because I leave it in the sun all day. It's like, well. Yes. Wait, also on Wikipedia, it says that there are fewer in the, the devil's hole pupfish is a specific species native to Nevada. There are fewer than 200 individuals <gasps> since 2005. What? Their population size usually fluctuates between 37 to 400 fish. Oh, they're considered one of the world's rarest fish. They live in uh, 94 degree waters. Pu- oh, wait, I I didn't know it was like they had names, you know? <laughs> I didn't know it was that few. This is this is like pupfish are like homeschooled. Like that's that's what we're talking about here. Yeah, they're really more like wolf pack. Yeah, jeez. Oh this my is... god, they the devil's hole pupfish are so beautiful. I know. They do look like blue fancy goldfish. It's so bizarre. I'm reading too here that it's that it's saying that um, predators of the devil's hole pupfish include the diving beetle species, which consume its uh. eggs and juveniles. And I'm like, well, there, there must be like none of these diving beetles because how, there's 37 of these fish. What are you going to do? <laughs> it's like a large youth choir. It's like <laughs> a, if you did anything goes and just let anyone who auditioned to be in the chorus, like that's how many pupfish there are. <laughs> Also, just a section called Predators of the Devil's Hole. I just hate it very much. No. And you know what? We need to hang up signs about these guys because... Yeah. No service. Do not leave your jacket on the back of your chair in Devil's Hole. Yeah. No shoes, no shirts, no predators. No, no, no. Get out of here. (laughs) God. Kill the pupfish or save the pupfish. Yeah. I'm I'm worried about the pupfish. What team are you on, Anna? naturally given my politics, I'm of course a save the pup fish, but then I could think myself into being a kill the pup fish. Yeah. It kind of depends. Where on were the you day. at? Where are you on it? Um, I think my, I think I'm, I think I'm pro saving the pup fish because to me, I'm like, there's so few of them. Like it's sort of like how you don't become nuts about people using your nice glasses until a couple of them break, you know? <laughs> Um, I, that's kind of how I feel about the pupfish in that's general. So funny! <laughs> oh my god! No, it's fine. We got it. Oh, my oh uh, actually, uh, could could you use the plastic ones? So, Alex, thank you again. This has been a real treat exploring Devil's Hole with you. And don't go in, but you know you could visit. <laughs> don't get any funny ideas like that, Charles Manson, Alex. Alex, p- Alex, don't be Charles Manson. Don't you dare be Charles Manson. <laughs> Uh, Anna, I think it's time for our favorite segment. Scary, Scary ideas, ideas for, for things, things that, that could happen. happen. Uh, do you have a um, preference? Uh, you go. Okay. You're raking up leaves in the spring, which is weird 
and you know that's strange, but you just don't want to be looking at a bunch of leaves in your on your back porch. Uh, and as you're raking them up, you notice that uh, in between the spokes of your rake are little tiny bugs. And you think, oh gosh, this is not what I wanted to deal with today. And um, then you tap them off on the corner steps of the porch. And the little bugs jump off. And then you notice that the little bugs are standing with their little uh, hands on their hips looking up at you. Um, And you look back at them like, I've never seen bugs do that. And then the little bugs stack on top of one another until they're at eye level with you. And the top little bug just says to your face, We think you're a real horse's ass. That could happen. Happen. Oh my God, that is how a bug would talk. Imagine being read to filth by a bug. I can't. I certainly can't. (laughs) Uh, Anna? Oh my God. The good one, Andrew. Thank you. Okay. Your parents ask you to move the bikes around in the shed because there's somehow there's only four of you growing up and there are 11 bikes none of them work they're all rusted and weird and from a long time ago so you go in the backyard and you walk out and all the plants are kind of dead it's kind of middle of the winter lawn is kind of just grass is kind of dead. It's a little muddy. You see squirrels hopping around. And you hear some kind of bird. And then you see the shed and you notice something moving and you're like, oh, is it a bunny? And you're like, no, it's really long. And you're like, is that a dog or a cat or like a some kind of like ferret? What is that? It's a long thing that's moving like in an undulating pattern. And you realize it's one long octopus tail <gasps> slithered out from under the shed. And you see it. And you walk backwards and go back inside and say you're not feeling well and just take a nap. And then you leave the next day. You don't say a word. <laughs> that, that could, could happen. happen. At a certain point, you don't want to upset your parents. At a certain point, I don't want to move those bikes. <laughs> um, I don't, I can't deal with that. No, no. I think you were right, Anna. Of course. Um. Well, this has been a real pleasure and a half. The biggest of the world um thank you alex for getting us into this sort of devil's hole um (laughs) i hope that you don't hear things anymore unless you want to (laughs) and to everyone listening i hope you're doing okay and that you have what you need to make it through this week if you don't we're with you over through your ears (laughs) and um happy uh super bowl to those who celebrate Yes, um, we, it already happened. We hope you had a happy Super Bowl if you if you do celebrate. If you do. And if you don't, we hope that you get, get out. out forever. Yeah.
This has been a Forever Dog production. Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Chris Ryan. Cover art by Bats Langley. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news.